Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Stephen Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 141. Um, this episode is uh, really special to Mega Man. Um, one of my uh, cousins, I grew up with him in Wilmington. I mean, we were like the baddest of the baddest in Wilmington. We got into mischief. Um, he, him and his wife, uh, Candy, came over here to visit uh, Mega Man and do the podcast all the way from Bakersfield. Uh, my guest for today is my cousin, but Mario Gomez, and later on I will have Candy Zuniga Gomez, and they have a podcast called Candy in the Neighborhood Podcast. Mario, what's yeah. up, man? Uh, nothing much, man. It's good to be here in lovely Long Beach, and Wilmington's <laughs> not too far from here, and it, it always calls my name, you know, the uh, the... Wilmington's just amazing. Good memories and everything. Uh, do you ever go back sometimes? Do you ever like? Oh heck yeah, yeah. I I take my kids actually. Uh, I would when I moved, I would come here at least once a year, uh-huh. and I would go down our old block, Ruby Docks. Yeah, I'd go down our old block, and I'd point out to them where our family lived, where we lived. And share with them a few stories and uh, <laughs> of havoc that we caused. Well, what, what type of stories? Uh, good, good stories, you know. Uh, I mean, because I, I was still a kid when I was there. When I left um, Eastside Wilmas, it was man. I, I think I was going into the yeah. I was going into the sixth grade. Oh, that's so, what that's when you guys that's when you guys yeah moved? yeah that we moved what? when I was in sixth grade. Oh my god! Yeah. Everyone was was moving. I I think were you the first ones to move? Uh, no, actually, it was Matthew. Remember he? Uh, they moved out to Rialto, and then Oconaldo, which is your cousin, and, and Lewis. They moved out to Yucaipa area, and then Yucaipa. yeah, yeah, way out there, man. Nice. Back back then, it was the sticks, uh-huh. you know, because he used to raise roosters. Oh yeah, well yeah, well there's always been roosters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know uh, when we live across the street, there's always roosters that yeah, wake yeah. us up. You yeah, know, yeah. and uh, we lived on that street, uh, Ruby Dock, man. Yeah. It brings a lot of memories. Heck yeah. I mean, that's where I feel like when a reason wanted to get you on because I know you have a New Life Church. I know you're living in Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah. But having you on, reminiscing where I talked earlier, there was so <laughs> much to talk about because Heck yeah. we. Wilmington, we had some good times. And this yeah. is before internet and this and yeah, all that. Yeah. yeah, that's when we used to play outside. We'd play block tag. We'd play G.I. Joe. Uh-huh. Uh, we'd play uh, tennis ball, baseball. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, using uh, the manhole as home base, uh-huh. somebody's bumper as first. And it was just amazing. It was good times. Amazing Did time. you remember when you used to have bikes and you made that ramp? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we... my mom got mad because I, I tried to. <laughs> do with this big as BMX bike yeah. trying to do the ramp like you right. and I tried to do it and I flip and hit my head Yeah, yeah. and definitely. I was like you did a flip like wow how come I can't fucking do that <laughs> yeah it, well and, and it was funny because whether we were doing it on freaking roller skates or BMX bikes right on cement with no helmets or pads but that was like the 80s you know like we didn't have any stuff like that we just we just did it uh-huh. Ramps, skate, you know, and we these skateboards, big wheels, whatever we could get a hold of. I know, you know? because it's like we like riding bikes, and yeah. yeah, the whole the whole street would just come. Like, yeah, hey, can Mario come outside and play? Yeah, yeah, and Frankie, all that? the kids from across the street. Um, well, mo- a lot of our cousins lived on that block. So, a lot. and then like second cousins and third cousins, like Aaron and Angela, the Carrillos that lived down the street. Um, so, and then. 
there was a the alley which we weren't supposed to go into. Oh, right there by Grandpa. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So that alley we weren't supposed to pass. How come? Because uh, it was bad. I mean, there was a lot of drugs, you know, in that area and uh, and violence. But we, like, put it this way: when I tell people now, like, I I, I lived in Weedmas for a certain time, they're, they'd be like, "What? Yeah, I lived on the east side," and they're like, "Dang, dude, it's crazy over there," you know? It's like and nothing like, to us. I'm like, yeah, I think it was nothing to us because we were from there. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's weird that. When we lived in Wilmington, we were used to, like, seeing hardship. We are used to, like, getting to mischief or seeing a lot of stuff we should have saw when we were little. Uh-huh. But when we when you go back now, it's it's different. It's yeah. all calm. It's all quiet. Yeah. It's not like it used to be. <laughs> you don't see kids running on the block or anything. You don't see shit. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the park right there across the street, now it's a soccer Green, park. Greenbelt Park. Yeah. So it's a soccer. They made, like, a soccer field. It's oh, all okay. park and yeah. all. You couldn't go down L Street. Yeah. Because yeah. it was all games, you know? Gangster. Yeah, back in the day well most of them were our family uh and, and family friends yeah uh, of like my mom and my uncles and your dad uh-huh. and they would play horseshoes all the homeboys would play oh, at Banny park at Banny, huh? actually at, at at greenbelt at that park oh they had horseshoes over yeah there. so they would play horseshoes over there and drink budweiser's plenty of budweiser's. i and, saw a lot of that yeah so we uh sometimes we would sneak over there because they had a lot of grass and we would actually play tackle football that neighborhood wow. and so we'd sneak over there and of course you know we get snitched on yeah your boys were over here you know the kids were over here haters dude. yeah yeah especially back then because that's when like gang violence was on the rise you know what i'm saying i remember when my dad was a pastor at, at grandpa's church in wilmington yeah. over in carson we came back home one day and it was 9 or 10 p.m., like, whatever, because I grandpa and grandma, it was me, my mom and dad at the time. We all went to Spires, right? You know the Spires? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right out the freeway right, right there. Right there by, yeah. uh, by the 405. Yeah, yeah. So we go back home, and there was a whole bunch of cops and helicopters, yeah. bloods and crips are at the park fighting. Yeah, yeah. I never seen it. was over 100. Not, not exaggerating. It was a lot. Yeah. And there were fights and everything. Like, whoa, fuck, what do we do? Yeah. And I just... Fuck. It, but that's how it was. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was just... It was different times because um you know <laughs> there was a lot of gang violence but even if you weren't from a neighborhood if you weren't an east sider um your friends were or your family was ghost town yeah oh ghost town on the other side of pchs oh know? yeah we had or uh yeah pch i mean uh-huh. um but yeah on the other side we have ants that lived on that side you know and uh so yeah, man, it was just crazy. It was just crazy times. Well, I didn't know when I learned about it like a couple of years ago. I didn't know that women had junctions. So what they were doing was trying. If you're a gang, you're in a junction. It would just take take you out. You know, yeah. like police, the cops will arrest you, whatever. Or some of the some of the gangsters will move out to different cities and stuff. You right, know, and right. everything. Because I didn't know Wilmington didn't have a police department. It was all the yeah. way in San Pedro. Right. And, uh, and I was like, man. So that's where there was a lot of murders, a lot of stuff yeah. happening because, like, well, it takes a while for the police to come to Wilmington. Yeah. I, I could do whatever I want. Right. So there was just so much stuff. But we were just, like I said, my mom wouldn't even let me go on Blinn Avenue. My mom would call my grandma. My grandma yeah. would be like, hey, you got to go back. Yeah, definitely. It was like your your grandpa, because they, uh, for the listeners, we, we lived at the end of a dead end. Yes. Right? 
and there was a cardboard factory on the other side we of that wall. We used to wall. go climb there. Right? Well, we used to do horrible stuff to that. <laughs> <laughs> One year, it caught on fire from fireworks. I don't know if you remember, uh-uh. but yeah, it caught on fire. So anyways, um, but at the at the end of the block, your grandfather lived there. Yeah. And even before you got to his house was our great-grandfather's church that him Oh, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, yeah, that was our great-grandfather's church. That one right there, right behind Grandpa's church. Oh, yeah. Grandpa's house. Yeah, yeah. I did not know Your that. Your grandpa and my grandpa, his brothers built that church. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, so it is sort of a sticky situation, but well, anyways, so the reason why I say that is because this past, last year, I took my son, because I would always tell him about Wilmington and what we would do and stuff like that, tell him about our grandparents' church. Well, the cool thing, and this all connects with the violence and stuff in Wilmington, you know. So here we, my, my son has a nice car. He parks it in front of the church. We get off. We go inside the church. It was open. And the door was open. So we go inside. I'm taking pictures of Isai standing it, you know, in the, uh, in the church and, and the outside. We come out and a, and a police officer had rolled up. So rolls up on me and Isai and starts asking us questions. What are you doing here? I, yeah. On Ruby Docks? Yeah, right no there in front of Grandpa's church. So I was just like, ah, Wilmington has not changed. It's still the same. Like, I left there when I was in sixth grade, you know? And now my son's 20, at the time he was 23. Still the same thing, dude. And he's like, well, we do it. Well, yeah, we used to live over here. Yeah, I'm like, dude, this is my grandpa's church, man. Like, my whole family used to own this block. Like, see, my aunt used to live right there. My cousins live right there. Those four houses back down that way. Uh-huh. You know, so, yeah. What did the cops say? <laughs> Nothing. He, he just let us go. Well, yeah. yeah. Did, you hear, did grandpa ever tell you the story about the cross street, about that, that Bisa house? <laughs> the guy was on drugs, whatever, and then torched the house down. No, no. Yeah, he said the house all burnt down. Yeah. Yeah, he torched it. He was on drugs, whatever. I remember when that, when that, that church had a school. Right. And Davey, Amy, Amy, and Sarah, Sarah were there. Yeah. I remember we used to go over there because I think they have a little, like, you can have food on there. Yeah, on yeah. The side, right? Got a cocina across the street. Yeah. yeah. Was that like a church cocina? Or? Yeah, yeah. It was a church cocina, but they also had Sunday school classes there. Yeah. So uh, when I when we were when we were kids, we'd go there. Then we, afterwards, we'd walk across the street to the cocina, eat, hang out, you know, take a plate back to my grandma. I remember my mom, I was going to want to go with her. My mom's like, you can't go to that church. It's like, why? It's like, you, you can't. We go, we go to Wilmington, you can't go to that church. Yeah. And now it makes sense when you told me, like, I didn't know, but oh, yeah. those yeah. are times like that. And every time, like, things didn't work out, I would go to my Auntie Julia's house. Yeah. I would spend a night there. She'd make oatmeal, she'd make yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, because she lived two doors down from the cocina uh-huh and then in between the house next to it was one of our cousins which was penny yeah uh, god rest her soul she just passed I, I, I heard about it a couple yeah. days yeah. yeah i would every time i would go back i would i would go see her because she was like the last of our family besides your grandpa and grandma uh, on that block i know everybody had moved out you know and no. but i would still see like i don't know if you remember frankie and roxanne roxanne yeah yeah okay i, I would see frankie and Ro- i saw frankie plenty of time every time i would go 
I see him. Wasn't Roxanne? I think she at the time she was living in North Long Beach on, uh, on, on the west side. Yeah, I don't know. I remember she was going to church, whatever, Charles yeah. and all that. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but I remember with Penny and like, her mom, like if someone got hurt, we were talking about earlier, yeah. she was our like a Wilmington nurse. Yeah, yeah, she was a nurse. <laughs> she, she was definitely, I didn't even know she was related to us. We were talking about for, it yes, yesterday. Yeah, because she was this light-skinned African-American lady with red freckles and red hair. Uh-huh. And... And then, uh, so I didn't know she was our aunt, you know? So it was funny. I didn't know until I got older. I was like, I, I asked my mom, I was like, how is Penny related to us? Like, it didn't make sense, you know, to me. And so she's like, so she started telling me the story. So, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Man, I remember that. Then um, when Ray, um, Uncle Ray had all the four houses, I remember right. the stories like, okay, Stevie, better calm down, dude. Because oh, yeah. I think he didn't like me. I used to pick all those lemon trees. Right. He right. hated that. Yeah, he hated it, which is your uncle, which is my grandpa. Yeah. Um, he didn't like for us to hang on the trees. Yes. Right? Because he had a lot of new fruit trees. I mean, nectarines, oranges, guayavas, you know, like he had a lot of peaches, he had a lot of trees. So, I mean, yeah, all of us as kids, if there's a tree, we're we're gonna hang on it, you know, and we're gonna pick the fruit. Cause you had one lemon tree by where you were at in the front. Cause right. that was the, the that big was one. that was the big one, like the right meet- there. We used to right. walk by like, that. That was a meeting ground. And that was uh, maybe we had like the slip and slide. Yeah. The yellow one. Oh man, it has so many scars. <laughs> I cause I remember we had those steps. You go down and the right. slip and slide. I used to I hit face face first. Right. Boom, well, dude. Well, cause these- those slip and slide were just going, dude. Yeah. Well, the thing about it, too, is, like, Steven, you were a crazy kid, man. Like, you were so hyper. Like, just, just, I, I'm not trying to put Mega Man on blast. <laughs> no, it's okay. Because he's one of my all-time favorite cousins. But um, this kid, like, so here, maybe I'm in fourth grade. And so you, you were young, dude. And <laughs> we'd all be outside, and you're, uh, you, you'd be stuck inside. You'd be looking out the shades. I right? know. And we'd be like, come on, Steve. Like. Dude, sneak out, right? And he would unlock the door and he would take off running, right? In his chonies. All he had was just underwear. Oh, I got a good good story for you. So when you told me that, I remember. So when we lived on 1622, my mom was like watching BCR movies and stuff. I don't know what. Well, I think it was Skin Deep with the guy from Three's Company. I don't know. So we went to the bathroom and I climbed up in that window and dug down with my chonies. And I didn't have nothing to coat on to. And I jumped the fence and just bounced. I had like a big ass scar, oh, yeah. but I was like, "Fuck it, dude!" It's like let's go fucking play. I was in my chonies, dude. Yeah. dude I was like, "But wow!" I was like fucking Jungle Book and shit. It dude. was, it was, <laughs> it was a constant. It was almost like, like nothing, nothing against your parents, but it was like you were in prison, and when you got out, we were like, "Yeah, Stevie did it, right?" So then your mom would go looking between the four houses looking for you and we would hide him we would hide you and be like no we haven't seen him and i think i look back at it now she's probably going crazy like you know maybe he got stolen but i think obviously she had cotton on like that we would hide him because we would hide you in our closet under our bed under the the bed with steven yeah with my other yeah with my brother steven i even hide in angie's closet one time oh when angie had that water bed we we knew that when the two Stevens got together, so my brother Double Trouble and you got together, it was like they were doing they were causing you guys were causing havoc. 
They didn't so, like that. No, uh, the parents didn't. We did because we were like, "You kids are freaking crazy, dude." I was, but because I was a curious person, I was oh, like, yeah. I was like that. I was like that curious monkey, dude. Yeah, yeah. Curious George. Yeah, going and around. And, and then you had this cool, this. I mean, you were a kid. You had this cool little lisp, right? Like nobody, we wouldn't allow. Like, okay, let me for the for the listeners. Okay, there's a bunch of us cousins lived right there yeah. in these four houses. And then our cousins lived across the alley, which were the Maldonados. Oh, they yeah. They lived over there. And then some of our other cousins lived at the end of the block. So we would all come together. Like, our our um, our place was the meeting ground. Sometimes the Maldonado kids would come over, but mostly it was Martinez. Yeah. And there was at least six or seven of us, right? That didn't even include the kids from the church or the... Or the <laughs> <laughs> the paisas from across the street, the right? Paisas. Yeah, because that's what I mean. We call them worse things, yeah. Worse things. They called us worse things too, yeah. Uh-huh. But, um, anyways, we would all get together and play. And so we'd either be playing tag or mo- mostly we'd, we'd play tag, flag football, or two hand touch. Sorry, we would play two hand touch. Um, but when you got out, it was like it was like this roar, like he did it. And so you would play, and then finally your mom would figure out that you weren't in your room or wherever you should have been. Yeah, and she'd go looking for you everywhere. I just wanted yeah. to go. I was to hide. We used to oh, yeah. go like across the street, you oh, know, yeah. doing whatever. I just because I always been that that person's like, oh, because I at the time when I was little. I looked up to you and Steven and a lot of my cousins because you guys are doing things like I want to do. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. riding bikes or do oh, yeah. get some trouble. We made ramps, dude. We we would we would jump everything from skateboards to uh, big wheels. And, and I remember one day I I had just I was younger. I wasn't in fifth or sixth grade, but I remember I bought my parents bought me this GI Joe. Um, it was a GI Joe big wheel. And there was two stairs next oh, to the yeah. side of your house. Uh-huh. And so I thought it would be cool to build a ramp and jump my big wheel. And I only had it for like two days. And I jumped it. And when it landed, it just like buckled. It broke in half. <laughs> and I got the biggest butt whipping for it. Because they're like, yeah. oh, nah, my mom, my dad rarely spanked us. That was all my mom. And she would give you good ones too. I remember when you... Uh, when your dad had that church over there in, in North Long Beach right yeah, there yeah. and we used to drive we, he'd say hey you want to go on the right he's like I'm going to go with my right my mom's like no because your, your dad had that uh, that yellow Honda oh yeah that one that, that's yeah, the old school two-door, one yeah. that two door he's like you don't see those no oh man he used to he had that thing I think on purpose because, to embarrass me so through junior <laughs> through junior high and high school he would like, I'd be like dad don't drop me because he had a nice Honda Accord, yeah. but then he had that little 80s... The gray two-door. one, he had that gray one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then he had that little two-door 80s ugly Civic, right? And so he would drop me off in front of the school and bear, you know, I'd be like, don't do that, man, this car sucks, you know? And he would honk and he'd be like, Mario Gomez, I love you. And he would keep on Fuck, honking. Man. Yeah, he would keep on honking until I acknowledged him. Wow. Yeah, so he would just not, you know, he didn't do it maliciously. It was just, he liked to joke around. Your dad, um, I I remember your dad, he was super nice. You know, work, and to your mom, and Susie, you know, hey, Steven, you know, and everything. Because it was always like a family, you know, and everything. And it was just like, man, it was like awesome. And uh, 
you know, I used to come over sometimes. My mom would get mad. They're like, don't be hanging around with your cousin, Steve. And he's like, like I said, oh, double yeah. trouble. Yeah, you guys were horrible. Because remember when you guys, you were the first one in the whole block to have freaking Nintendo. Oh, yeah. And I used yeah. to go in there, come on. I used to cry. Oh, yeah, Let me in. Yeah. Let me in. I want to play Nintendo. Because you had Legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, my God. I was yeah. crying. I, used to, I was in my mulas. I would, throw, I would make a tantrum oh, fit. Yeah. I'll yeah. throw myself on the floor. You're a freaking brat, dude. You're <laughs> a little brat. Yes, so big time. But you you were our our, our cousin. And like, like I said, nobody else could mess with you. You know, uh-huh. we could mess with you, but nobody else could mess with you. Yeah. And so we and we made sure that, you know, and it, that we'd always protect you and try and, try and include you. I remember this story where uh, we had just come back because we used to live on the East Coast, right? So we yeah. had just come back. And we're all excited to see each other and stuff like that. All of us cousins were together, and and my dad and mom were taking uh, just me and my family to to Knott's Berry Farm. Oh yeah. And so Sarah starts crying. I want to go, right? And, you know, Sarah. Oh, Amy. It, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. So Sarah starts crying. I want to go, right? My dad's like, come on. Lewis starts crying, right? I want to go. So my dad's like, come on, and. We would, you started crying, and we would have took you, but you know, your mom's like, uh uh-uh. uh, you know. And the crazy part about that story is, I don't know if you remember, but they used to have this ride, it was called Soapbox Racers at Knott's Ferry Farm. No, and supposedly, if you would like lean, it would go faster, right? So, we were leaning, and I remember Sarah was behind me on the ride, and, <laughs> and I turn around, dude, she's bleeding from her eye. I guess when she um, when she leaned, one of the doors that would open swiped off part of her part of her eyebrow, right? Wow. Yeah. So I remember she's. I'm like, dude. I'm like, hey, you're bleeding, and she's like, quit messing around, Mario. No. I'm like, dude. And then she saw it drip, and she just freaks out. You know, like <laughs> bloody murder. But oh, yeah, man. she had to go go get it butterflied and. She was fine. She, I don't know. I don't know when you were at school at the time, but I remember your your mom maybe one or two times. And my mom, yeah. they took us to Marine World. Oh yeah, I was like, that was a spot, dude. Oh yeah, I Marine remember World me. Bell's Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Right over that. No one knows about that. Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember it was sort of like deserted when we went. It was yeah. deserted and, yeah. and hardly anybody went there. But I remember, yeah, I, Marine. I went there. Then I went to the big two balls. Okay, way yeah. up in the hill, like. Yeah. What the fuck is that up there? And I went up there for the first time. Yeah. I went there for the first time last week. Oh, really? I was like, what is that? And, it was, and I found out it was like a military and stuff, yeah. satellite, whatever. But it was like something where I was like, I was like, one day I want to go up there. Yeah. That was always like stuff. And like walking around Wilmington, we get to miss all the like go to go to liquor stores. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Stuff. We had to go to Lee's. It was around the corner from your grandpa's house. But really, your grandpa's house was like the stopping because if your grandpa seen us, we would get in trouble. How, how would right? you do it if he's right there? Cause, yeah, the alley? Yeah, we'd either cut through the alley. Or, or go to that neighbor's house from the end and go around yeah, it. Yeah, we'd go all the way around. And, and hopefully he wouldn't see us from a distance because you could see if he was outside watering his little patch of grass. Uh-huh. <clears throat> sometimes we, we could see him, but I, I would always like dip out. I'd be like, okay, is Uncle Sam right there? And as soon as I seen him, <laughs> I'd, I'd take off. You know, I wouldn't make eye contact. <laughs> and that you- was about once... 
one city block away. Yeah, did you hear the story? My mom always tells me, like, dude, I had to find you. So what? You were walking the train tracks with your Pampers on. Oh, yeah. I don't even know yeah. what happened. I, yeah, I, you were like the regular Houdini uh, escaping <laughs> your mom <laughs> at the you, house, dude. I, yes. I don't know. Is this, they said I was uh, on, I don't know, in Anaheim, on, uh, like you yeah. going down the, and I was in my Pampers, and some white couple, like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know. And I went back. I was just whatever. Well, I was asleep. But yeah, that's just dude. how it was. You know, it just, I get into mischief. I'm telling you, man, you were a crazy kid, dude. You guys had always had, like, ideas, like, imagination of, like, where your house was at. And on yeah. the side, you used to have a little ramp that could ride your bikes in there. Oh, yeah. Remember, you, I don't know if Sarah, uh, you, Steven, or Sarah made, like, a house. Oh, yeah. And all that stuff. I was like, and you, oh, couldn't, yeah. you couldn't even let me in. Like, yeah. no, fuck it. Don't let Steven in. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Christ. Could, could, yeah, he's a freaking little Chion, dude. You're a little crybaby, <laughs> you know? Uh, if you if if you wouldn't be destroying stuff, that then we'd let you in, and we'd be like promises, because we would call you Little Steven. Oh yeah, my brother yeah. was Big Steven, right? He, uh-huh. he was Big Head, and so we'd be <laughs> like, head. yeah, we'd yeah. be like, Little Steven, dude, stop! Like we'd tell you, you know, and we're kids ourselves, but you were just you're just yeah. off the hook. There was a uh, there was a lot of stuff back then, and um, when we start growing up, there was like. We were talking earlier yesterday, and I was—I'm so freaked out about the story because from that day, that will forever haunt me till now. <laughs> my mom was like, "Do not go back there. Don't, yeah. don't see what's going." And like you were saying, I was here like, "What the fuck is that? Who's growling?" Yeah. And my mom wouldn't let me. So yeah. I know because I know your dad was a pastor. Yeah. And he goes to church a lot. Yeah. And you want to talk about the story? Because yeah, yeah. This is like—is this urban legend of Wilmington? Nah, it's it's definitely it's, it's but definitely it's real. A true story. Yeah. True story. Okay, so check it out. So my dad gets a call from uh, from a, a, a wife saying that her husband had been reported in the Wilmington graveyard and he's howling and acting like a dog. So my parents go pick her up and they pick up the husband and they bring him back to our, our house. Uh-huh. Now mind you, it's like, I remember it was probably like I don't know. Afternoon. Eight, yeah, I, Six I, or seven yeah, p.m. Somewhere around there. Because it was still daylight still. Yeah. So what ends up happening, well, you know, I, I don't know how many of you listeners, you know, like understand, but, or, or believe, but. Oh, this, I have the people believe. Uh, okay. So the, this dude's like straight up possessed, you know? And, uh, so he's barking like a dog. He's howling. He's like going off the hook. Just crazy. So me and my brother and my sister, I remember the day, like we would. We go into our room because we're like, why did they bring him here? Like, dude, take him, them? take him to the church. My parents did. I'm like, take him to the church. Like, oh, why, weird. Why, why are you going to bring him to our house, you know? Uh-huh. So anyways, they bring him to the house. This guy's, you know, just getting just crazy. And uh, so what ends up happening is somebody called the cops because it was so loud. He was so loud and Dang. just growling and dude, like, like a dog, you know, like. That what was coming out of him was definitely not human. Like, just everything changed. I mean, just the sound, everything was just different. So anyways, uh, what ends up happening, cops come. And they knew my dad, because my dad, you know, he, he was known in the neighborhood. He was a minister, and he was a 
he was a pastor of like the community and he was d deeply rooted in the community so anyways the police knew who my dad was and so they came they came through the alley yes and they're like they're like pastor Noe, what's going on we've been getting calls that you know this guy is growling and just all this crazy stuff and so my dad's like ah well i think if i would tell you you wouldn't um you wouldn't believe and he's like try me and so my dad just tells them the, the cop come with me and shine your light on this guy's face right so the cop goes the story goes the cop goes shines the light and he tells his partner let's get out of here this is not for us whoa yeah and so the cops left there's two cop cars for four different police officers wow in wilmington they yeah, just yeah, like yeah, was, yeah. Was like he saw it like that's not <laughs> and how did the, how did the person yeah. the, the guy's the guy's face look like it out of the ordinary huh yeah I, the, my dad explained it as it was distorted uh obviously the sounds that were coming out of the man were were not human and so yeah man i mean do i do i believe like in demonic yeah yeah definitely but do i also believe in like split personality chemical imbalance absolutely because when absolutely. you're when you're telling me that story then yeah. you find out like he says something and hit one of his brother yeah yeah that was trippy yeah so what had happened was he was a twin and uh i dude this is this is a true story they the 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 wife of one of the twins had had called my parents hey come over uh, my husband is stabbing himself with a kitchen knife. This is okay. You know where um, our our uh, our aunt lived on the other side. Yes. Uh, I was I always forget her name. Anyways, I know what you're talking about. Okay, yes. so they had a little back house. Yo, so yeah. They rented that house. That's where they were living. So my parents went over there. This dude stabbing himself with. Well, he was all jacked up on freaking heroin, right? Stabbing himself. They called the cops. They were they roll him out, but he start he started doing the same thing, barking, acting like a dog. Even the paramedics didn't even want to touch him. Oh, yeah, so they fuck. so they haul him off. Anyways, he ends up dying. He ends up dying, and um, so fast forward to this brother. Um, the guy's talking, and he's like, you know, um, telling my parents like, yeah, I'm in this distorted voice I'm the same spirit that was in the other brother and I'm gonna take this one too right and so my parents are like what the heck you know um, and, and this is a true story and I believe it was a month later they found him in Banning Park with a needle in his arm EOD so EOD so both uh, brothers are yeah. passed away yeah hell yeah Definitely. What the fuck? Yeah, and, and I don't, I don't tell that, to, of course, to make light or joke, but that there's real things out there. There's real entities out there. You know, are there people with psychological uh, issues and chemical imbalances? Absolutely. But there's also people that are out there that have demons. Now, with your dad, Uncle Noe, yeah. he was used to that stuff because being a pastor, he had yeah, to go through all yeah. that stuff. It was almost like part of his, his ministry, part of his serving was uh, was that. They would bring people who were possessed to my parents to pray for them. And so it was, 
it was definitely uh, normal. I would say normal for for us. How did you and Angie and Stephen feel when your dad would bring to pray for them or whatever? You were like, what the heck's going on? Well, there was a point in time where, like, you got to stop bringing these people to our house. Like, take them to the church, you know? And, uh, but we didn't, we didn't, um, we weren't necessarily, or I could say we're afraid it was more curious, and we Bring, knew... Bringing bad energy. Yeah, yeah, but we also knew that... Would I do that now? You know, I'm a minister of the gospel. Would I do that with my kids or grandkids? Heck, no. I, you know, we're going to the church and deal with this. Yeah, exactly. But those were different. Kid, back in the 80s, it's like kids didn't have a voice. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, you weren't made to be heard. You, they just made you, and then you existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, your wife's like, uh huh, yeah, uh-huh. right? And it's like all these kids now is it's just a it's a it's different now. You know, kids actually have voices. You know, I don't like that. Like, what the heck? Shut up, uh, go yeah, your iPad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was just it was just different times, but yeah, I grew up with that, and I grew up believing. And then as I got older, I'm a chaplain now. I'm a yeah. clinical chaplain now. I go to to school uh, for uh, psychotherapy as well. Psychotherapy? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. uh, people trip out because it's like, man, you're, you're a believer in God, but then also psychotherapy. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm like, I do believe there, there's something that could be physically wrong with somebody, and then there, there's something that could be spiritually wrong with somebody. Ooh. You I, see what I'm saying? I, yeah. So physically... And spiritually, yeah, yeah, it could like, be either or. So, is there a, so there so there's a balance, if you know. Yeah, well, what I what I'd like to say, I don't I don't want to sound like the person who's like, oh my god, like a, a crow, because I know people that are like this. Oh my god, a crow flew by. That's a demon. You know, I don't want to sound like I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. want to be about that. I yeah, yeah. I, I want to be about like, let's uh, because you're a believer, doesn't mean that you got your brain and threw it out. God gave us a brain for a reason. Yes. And to use that, but also to understand that there's the physical and there's a, whoops, there's a physical and there's a spiritual. Wow. And I believe in both. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So when after staying in Wilmington, yeah. then after Wilmington, you guys just re- relocated. Yeah, we relocated. We moved to uh, Woodier. East Woody. I remember that. Yeah, we. Lived. I was sad when you guys left. I was like, my uh, mom we was like, my mom was, my mom was like, what's wrong? Like, my cousins left me. Yeah. Is it uh-huh. me? Is yeah. it my fault? Uh, Is it yeah. me because of me and Steven? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was crying. I bet. I was, was sad. It was rough for us because we we left our neighborhood. We left our family. And so I go to Whittier, East Whittier, off of Colima and Whittier Boulevard. Okay. And. Um, no kids played outside. You it's know, different. And, yeah, it was a lot different. Actually, there was more Caucasian people than Latinos. Really? You know, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, at that time, now in South Woodier, there was a lot of Latinos, but um, I, I would, I would, it was just, it was just different. Uh, really, no kids played outside. It was a big old transition. Oh heck yeah, heck yeah. So of course we continued to build ramps and skate and do all those kinds of things, but uh-huh. it was a, it was a transition. So from Woodier, we stood there till my, I want to say it was, oh yeah, it was my junior year. My junior year, that's when the streets were hot, right? Like oh yeah. Like, banging was like in the, in the late 
80s, early 90s, like it was cool to be a cholo, you know, at school. Whittier was popping. Whittier was popping uh, with yeah. all that stuff, and the yeah. women are prettier. Oh, yeah. Whittier, yeah, yeah. girls are prettier. Lowriders, all oh, yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, everything was oh. popping. They were like, yeah. man, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so Whittier was a place to be, and we lived right there, right off of Whittier and, and Kalima. And, uh, and it was good times, you know. I mean, I went to junior high there to Hillview, and went to Cal High and then got in some trouble and my mom worked at Santa Fe Santa Fe High right there off the oh, 605 wow. yeah that's that so uh good so football I, team yeah yeah good wrestling team oh back yeah in the day. oh and yeah so, oh yeah yeah so when I went there and I thought yeah I mean we had a thriving church everything was going good amazing and then one day my dad's like we're moving and and I, I was sort of happy because I wanted to move to Modesto because everyone my, was over there right my good cousin lives over there me and johnny oh, yeah. uh, uh, are super tight you know and still are today and so i wanted to move over there because part of the summer to keep me and my brother out of trouble my parents would send me up there with my cousin kathy and gil and, and uh, uncle Elias at the yeah, time yeah I think yeah it's in Turlock at the time yeah it, Elias was actually living with them and, and oh, which you remind, you remind me, you guys look. I just seen Elias like a couple weeks ago. Everyone says time. that you guys look so much alike, dude. Uh, same, same cakes. That Hell no, I gotta, <laughs> I, I gotta cut that. Right? I'm gonna, I want to be sexy back. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel you. So, anyways, I, I wanted to move to Modesto, and and because uh, you know, people were, our friends are getting killed. You know, like uh, even you know how it is. You don't have to be from the neighborhood, but you're from there. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are your friends. I totally those are get your... it. Totally so, get it. I have friends from this, you know, from this gang and friends from this gang. And, and it just wasn't good. It wasn't good. Yeah, you know, my mom didn't even want me to go see Boys in the Head, you know, because it was that bad. There was, there was freaking Don't forget, men, don't forget yeah. Menace Society. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah. That was worse than Boys in the Head. See, by the time Menace Society came out, I was already in Seattle. So, oh. yeah, yeah. That was, like, I think my first year of college in Seattle yeah. so anyways so my dad's like we're moving and I'm like where are we moving to he sat, sat us down where are we moving to and we, I always wanted to move to Mexico but the nice part of Mexico is <laughs> Baja because that's the that's the only place I had ever been like the, yeah. the resort like to resorts you know yeah, yeah, yeah. most of my family had been here I never would go over there to see family because we didn't have I didn't have family here. my family was from Wilmington or they were from Pico yeah. You know, and Modesto and of course spread out. But anyways, so we, me and my brother, we wanted to move to Mexico. Like, we were like, oh, we love it there. It's cool. Blah, 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 blah. So my dad's like, we're moving to Montana. And we're like, what part of Mexico is that? Uh, Tony Montana, what? Yeah. what? Montana? Yeah. And then he's like, no, fools. That's, that's Northwest. We're like, do they even have Mexicans there? And he's, like, <laughs> he's like, actually, there's more cows than people. And I'm like, why like would... Butchy women. <laughs> yeah, I got a story about that, dude. I, no. no. Okay. True, true story. Okay. <laughs> I, I, in the summertime, I would work at, for a nursery. Okay. Right? Like like a tree nursery, not yeah, like yeah. a kid nursery. Uh-huh. So I worked for a nursery. And landscaping company, they, they had both. Yeah. I'm not like, this girl was so pretty. Right, I, I got to be careful because Candy's sitting next to me. But Candy, this, this girl was so pretty. PJ, all right. <laughs> this girl was so pretty, but she chewed like T- tobacco. Yeah, like a big wad, right? And then the first time I seen her raise her arms, I'm not lying, dude. It looked like she had like buckwheat and Don King in a headlock. 
dude, she has so much hair under. But I just want to be. That's not a blanket statement for all Montana women. I don't want to get beat too. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's not a blanket statement for all Montana women. It's just that that was one. Of, that's what the when fuck? you said what you said. It just stands out. But <clears throat> anyways, so yeah, we we I remember. Uh, <laughs> My junior year of of Halloween, we li- we drove to Montana. We left we left Whittier and drove to Montana. And how far was the, how far was the drive? Oh, twenty one hours. Fuck that, dude. Twenty one hours. So we're, you're on the border of of United States and was Canada. Was it different going from Wilmington to Whittier? Now you're in Wilmington. Like it's all wilderness, forest. Oh, oh yeah, I was bears. I was afraid to go outside, dude. There's bears and Vancouver's. Oh, oh the heck yeah. Yeah. We're not talking about the cougars from Woody. We're talking about real cougars. Yeah. I was afraid. Of, I remember. I was afraid to go outside. Shit. And then my dad, jokingly, he's like, he's like, I don't know why you're afraid because the animals back at home shoot back at you. I was like, oh, all right, all right. So then I was like, I got this. Say I that one more this. time. Say that. No, no. Say that one more time because I don't people like. I don't get it. Get that. Yeah. Like the animals, like no. The animals yeah. shoot back at you in Wilmington and yeah, Whittier. Yeah, yeah, right. definitely. Oh, yeah. So, you know, so then I, it, it changed my lens of going outside in the wilderness. Yes. Because it's pitch black, too. Oh, it's yeah. There, there are no street lights. Like, I, you know, I mean, we, we ended up living on, you know, 18 acres and beautiful, pristine. It was amazing. But you got to remember the time back then, it was probably early 90s. So the Rodney King deal happened. Yeah. Me and my brother are the only Latinos, only colored people at this high school. My brother, uh, my brother's a freshman. I'm a senior. Dude, you, you talk about, and thank God, I was a wrestler. My brother was a boxer. So I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he ended up boxing, and he was, he was good at it. I... I I I like boxing, but I just didn't like getting hit in the face. This um, yeah, yeah. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> I want to shed light with Stephen because um, you know, growing up with him and everything, and uh, he's your brother. When did he do any? Like, was he do? Was he doing rapping? Yeah, I yeah. saw a picture one time of him, oh, yeah, a long yeah, time yeah. ago. He, he was in into the underground scene of rap, and a lot of his friends um, were into that too here in LA. And uh, so it's like uh, I know some of the listeners probably know who like the shapeshifters are. Uh, AWOL One, he's from Woodier. And CBS says like if you're a graffiti artist. Um, anyways, uh, I went to school with AWOL. His name's Tony Martin. I went to school with him, but he was one of my brother's friends as well. And so my brother was on the underground scene, and he was young, dude. He was only I want to say a freshman, soft freshman sophomore. When he started, and he was, he was just doing it, you know. Yeah. He, he really loved, loved he, music. I, I, when we were all close, but when we got older, we grew up and stuff. Everyone started doing their own things. Yeah. Um, I don't want to bring this up, but I, no, I have no. to. But when, okay. um, when I found out that uh, Stephen, uh, I'm gonna try not to be emotional about this because yeah. it still, hurt, it still hits me to this day. Hold up. Okay. It's when I found out um, he got into a car accident. It it hurt, oh, okay. and uh, uh, it just hurt. Yeah, man, it was it was definitely a shock. You know, his 
he was only 17 he was driving home in the morning and he uh fell asleep at the wheel and and it was just freak accident dude and and uh, I mean, I'll always remember that day. My dad, I was getting ready for work. I was living in the Bay Area at the time. I, I had already been married, and Eastside was maybe, my son was maybe eight months, somewhere around there. Oh. So my dad just calls, and it, the conversation just went, you know your brother loved you, right? That's how the conversation, and I knew instantly something something happened, you know? So, uh, but through all that, dude, like, it it rocked my world. It devastated me. I was 21. I remember because when I was living with my dad in Lakewood, Uncle Davey called my dad. I was like, this is kind of weird. And he called and told what happened. And even Uncle Davey was just couldn't take it. Oh, yeah. It's just, it really hit, it really hit hard. And and I remember, I haven't seen Angie for a long ass time. I know she had three little kids. Yeah, yeah. They're all little. And, uh. When they had the service in at Grandpa's church, yeah, yeah. I didn't recognize his face, uh, and it just it hurt. And I remember I was we, he's buried over there by San Pedro, yeah, the, and Green, all. And I, I think tried, it's called Green Hills or yeah, Green Lawn or something. And it just hurt because yeah. it's like, man, dude. And I and I tried to look for the picture, and I found it. You know, it, I have to go get it, but I have pictures of me and Steven I found a picture of you being Steven what? I have to go bring it. I, yeah, I have yeah. to go up let to me, Modesto, let me but check that out. yeah, but it just—it really hit me, yeah. and I don't really for I don't I don't want I don't want to forget about Stephen. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? I think he was just one of those dudes that is not just because he was my brother. He's just—he's difficult. It, it, you can't you can't forget about somebody that's like that because he was that that kid who he, he walks into a room and it just lit up like you were. He was genuinely happy to see you, and you were genuinely happy to see him. And me and him were polar opposites, you know? Like, he he loved on people, you know? He really loved people. And me, I loved certain people. I loved, like, my family, and I kept my my love real tight. And anything outside of that, I wouldn't move from that. And But that was just something safe for me so that I wouldn't get hurt. Now I'm learning to love, you know, deep, far and wide. You know, being a, a minister of the gospel, a, yeah. a chaplain. I go visit. I'm a hospital chaplain. I go and visit the sick. You know. How, how did you? How did? How did it hit you when, when he passed away? How did? Uh, how did you cope with it? I didn't, dude. I, uh, I turned very self-destructive. A lot of people don't know. Like, I was just like, I ended up in jail. I tried drugs that I you know yeah outside of weed and drinking oh, you yeah. know and and just very self-destructive you know to the point of I didn't even want my own family you know I, I was already married and I don't want the wife I don't want my son it it was very self-destructive it killed me and so um I, and I thought I hit it well I'd be hanging around with family and they would want to talk about him good stuff of course and inside I just had this inner rage like whenever I'd hear his name and I would never say that he died I would, I would just say yeah my brother's situation and until I said I went to counseling I went to grief counseling and I started understanding the grieving process there's an actual process when somebody dies or you get a divorce or, or a relationship there's a process to that oh I... and yeah yeah and so I started going through it I, I went to counseling and I started getting some healing 
And uh, do I miss my brother? Absolutely. You know, like, dude, he was he was my best friend. You know, but uh, do I believe my belief system tells me he's in a better place? And there's this scripture that says, like, uh, he can't come to me anymore, but I could go to him. And uh, so I hold on to that, just like my dad. My dad, freaking hero, dude. My dad was an amazing man. Not just because he was he helped dad. a lot of people in oh, the yeah. East Coast and everything. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I remember with your when your dad passed away, I went. Yeah. I I haven't seen none of my family members for years. Yeah. And it was over there by Conwood. Yeah, like, yeah. Conwood way Church. out there by Las by yeah. Patella. Yeah. So I saw. I was like, Stephen, is that you? Little Steven, is that yeah, you? It's yeah. like, well, I'm not bad no more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I saw yeah. a lot, and he was, your dad did a lot. Oh, yeah, dude. He, he, uh, from, you know, he, re- he retired, air quotes, from pastoral, and then he goes to South Africa, and he was there for off and on seven years, uh-huh. building uh, children's orphanages, you know, with kids with AIDS, and... Uh, uh, one of the cool stories that stands out is he was in South Africa, so apartheid, like, dude, racism oh, was yeah. still oh, dominant. Yeah. So oh, he yeah. Did, he, him and my mom, they invite him to go speak at this church, and it was separate. Like, you know, the, white, the Caucasians were in the front, and all the Af- Africans were in the back. back. And so they were going to sit down and eat, and uh, they were going to have the Africans eat last and uh, so my parents went and this my dad's always been like this he went and my mom went and gathered a bunch of food and went and sat uh-huh. with the Africans and of course they never invited him back to speak but my dad was always that I mean he grew up right he went to Long Beach State you know my dad was a freaking brown beret you know like he was part of the movement the reason why we're able to go to college and as Latinos and do what we do is has a lot to do with with my dad and I'm, I'm proud of that you know good yeah. two, two good guys yeah yeah two really good guys and to me to this day when I was little till now to that to the day I die yeah, yeah. I never forget uncle your dad but I consider him uncle Noe yeah yeah and you know my cousin Steven yeah. you know is this like you say call him big head but yeah, yeah, big you know head, dude. <laughs> he did have a big head yeah he did yeah. <laughs> you he know, used, but... to, used to call him pumpkin head too. yeah <laughs> oh yeah. Steven fuck it hey yeah. I didn't do anything yeah. you know yeah. but yeah but I mean uh, I will always remember remember them yeah. and I never forget even until yeah. like I'm, I'm gonna be 40 this year and I still remember yeah, how time flies huh right I, I remember when you're running around in your 20s you know when you're a little kid escaping your mom's grips do you remember the time uh i was telling you earlier uh yesterday is when um i got trouble and i saw you're you're at school steve was at school whatever angie my mom was like i did something bad i was running to angie help me help me save me (laughs) Uh, i was whipping the bell and i'm trying to try to hide from angie he's like and your angie was like don't do it monica he's he's just i don't get mad like that's like it was like, what are you doing? That was normal for you, dude. That, normal. Was, normal. that was normal for you. Yeah, I was. I, yeah. Yeah. I remember one time I got I got my ass kicked really bad when I took my dad spanked me and I looked at him like that that didn't even hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when he he's like, oh okay, let me get the other bout. Yeah. It was like, the fat thick was like my eyes popped like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. Funny, I remember one time I used to hide all the belts. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's my belt? I can't too. my pants can't fit me no more. Yeah, yeah. I had to hide everything. Heck yeah. I remember all those times, but those were the good old times in Wilmington, man. Yeah, yeah. It, was it was a good, good old time. So. And uh 
it's good that you're doing good. You yeah. know, I see you. You're like, you're moving on. You live in Bakersfield yeah, and all that. I live in Bakersfield, part of the blended family. Me and Candy. It, it's funny. Because, two kids now, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I have uh, two kids. Candy brought five to the party. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, they they age from 25, and our youngest is seven. Okay. And uh, so it's it's pretty cool, man. You know, just we got grandkids and oh, what? Of, yeah, I'm a grandpa, man. Oh yeah, with your son, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, oh yeah. Candy's daughter brought some to the party too. Two of them. Uh huh. So uh, yeah, man, it's it's a. Uh, it, I'm excited. There are a lot of good things going. We're uh, we're actually getting ready. We're gonna be going to Colombia in in March, and uh, we're gonna launch uh, a church uh, uh, and also care for street children street kids a, a safe place for them to go over oh, 300 and something kids bro geez. and so me and candy we're gonna go and and uh and and i gotta raise 75 g's in a year i mean i but i partnered with another church and uh so that we could have a place for these children and so that's really on my heart you know this past summer i was in asia and uh, doing missions work as well, and uh, it's just been amazing, dude. I, I'm living, I'm living a good life. You know, I, I've been. I, does it have issues? Yeah, we all have issues of life. No one's know? perfect. Uh-uh. But I could honestly say that I live, I live a good life, and I've, I've tried things. You know, I've, I try. I, I lived like <laughs> I partied like a rock star, <laughs> you know, and, and in my early years, and uh, you know, girls and just anything you could think of. I tried just trying to fill this missing void in my life. Yeah. And then, and uh, it wasn't until I surrendered and uh, and really started putting my faith in, in Christ, you know, that things started changing for me, yeah. and, and, and I'm real careful, um, I know, I know a lot of even church people, religious people will be like, oh my God, I can't believe you're going on Mega Man podcasts, you know, and blah, 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 but you know what, um, I, the way that I look at it is, it's important for us to have communication and relationship, yeah. and you're my cousin, and anything that, that you do, as long as you're you're going up here we're up do, here, I'll, I'll we're champion. doing I mean like we were talking yeah. about earlier yesterday yeah. we have all the family we're all, everyone's doing their own thing yeah. we're doing good yeah. anyone who comes out of Wilmington we're gonna we're survivors that's how I see it as we're doing good yeah. we went from Wilmington Whittier in Montana yeah. now you're yeah. Bakersfield now yeah. you have your church and everything yeah. you're doing good yeah I mean yeah. like I had to find my place I had to find yeah. where I'm at to doing the podcast yeah, yeah. this is my calling yeah and uh, man I'm just I'm just like we're survivors. Yeah. I didn't think we'll be doing a podcast together. Be yeah. like, what, Mega yeah. Man? I know, right? And yeah. the Malda- a lot of our cousins here at the podcast. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the Maldonados yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Definitely. lot of people and a lot of family from up north and Devin, like a lot of Martinez's. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people, are like, wow, Stephen. I didn't think he had it in him. <laughs> yeah. You know, but. Uh, yeah. Dude, dude, this is a really, really... Uh, I, I, we haven't even scratched the surface. No, no. I think it's just a, a testament to your hustle. You know, like, uh, when we got reconnected again, uh-huh. I was able to hear your life story, and it moved me. I, I even called you. I remember I was putting gas, and I called you. I was like, dang, dude, I didn't know that you went through those things yeah. from living in your car with your boy. I couldn't imagine. I was, it was, I was hard. A, I was a single dad, you know, for... 
for a bit for a bit and my kids were older you know it's and hard. it was difficult but now i have a new empathy and sympathy for single parents you know it's and, hard you know it, it is really hard even to this day it's like you know yes. i mean look, look i got my life back together yeah. again yeah. i got a good job i got my own place yeah. I cut off a lot of the toxic negative people who were holding me down. Yeah. There's just a lot of things. I mean, it's sad to say with me and my ex, how I was son with that, I had to cut her off too. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, it was just, she was, she was being a dream killer. I, I just, I saw nothing going on. I saw negativity, I saw stuff, you know, yeah. I'll tell you off air, but I saw a lot of some bad stuff where yeah. it's like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, uh, for me, you know, I'm a missions director over the church as well, uh-huh. but I never thought that I would be able to get there um, because of how I looked at myself. Uh-huh. And it and it wasn't until it wasn't until um, I got I I started seeing the gifts and talents mm-hmm. um, in myself, and then surrounded myself with good people to champion me. You know, and that's, I, I really believe that's why I'm where I am today. Yeah. Of course, of course, God, you know? Yeah. But also having a group of people that are, that are championing, that are lifting me up and saying, hey, dude, you could do it. You could do it. Like, let's go for it. So now I'm like, dang, dude, like, I get to go to Columbia next, next week. We're, we're, she, she's doing her podcast. We're getting everything professionally done. I'm getting ready to launch my own podcast. And, uh. We'll talk about that later. We're going to talk about that. So right now, we're going to take a break right now, and we'll be right back. All right. All right, we're back on. We took a little break. So uh, right now, we have a very special guest, uh, Mario, your wife, Candy Zundiga Gomez. And what's your podcast name? Uh, Candy Candy in the the Neighborhood. Candy in the Neighborhood? Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys start that? So I started doing little videos, and... um, I'm on from, Instagram. On, no, no, on Facebook. Facebook yeah. On Facebook. And I was doing little videos, and then he started calling me Candy in the Neighborhood because I'm from the hood. So he started calling me Candy <laughs> in, in the Neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. East Side. East Side, East Side, Side Bakersfield. I'm from the East Side. You know, so I grew up in the hood, so he always would say Candy in the Neighborhood, and then that's how it stuck. And yeah. that's how we how, came up with the name. How'd you guys meet? Well, we pastored actually together. And um, I met his parents first, actually. Yeah. Pastor Noe came after me. So um, he he came, um, shook my hand. I had dropped off. At that time, it was my boyfriend's daughter at church. Oh, wow. And he came to me, came after me like, hey, hey, how's you, how are you doing? What's your name? Candy. And I was like, okay. I was just dropping her off, right? But just his kindness, his kindness. I was like, oh, that's a really nice man. I didn't know who he was. And then later she told me, oh, that's my pastor. A few um, weeks later, I come to the church. And that's it. I got saved. And, I mean, he discipled me. And then he introduced me to um, he introduced me to his mom. So that they discipled me. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was crazy. And then I stayed in the church. And then after years, uh, we started to pastor the church together under them. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So we pastored together. It was actually, um, I I was single at the time, but then I remarried my ex-husband, and then we were we were under them, and it was him and his ex-wife. Uh-huh. So we were pastoring the church. Uh-huh. His ex-wife leaves. 
and then mine leaves too and then we ended up being single pastoring the church um and that's how it we kind of like were hanging around um hitting it off but I didn't think we were gonna go there, you know. We were really, really good friends, and you know how when you're like really good friends, you don't want to mess it up. I was friend zone. Yeah, so. I. I, he, I love friend zone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know how hard it is to get out of that. Hell yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It is hard. Hey, uh, I like you a lot. Yeah, but yeah, no. <laughs> I hate that. Like, uh, peace. Yeah. I'm out. But. He was way in the actually he was so past the friend zone that it was like a brother zone because I seen his parents. How, how many years was how, 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 how many years was he in the friend zone? Like seven years. Oh, fuck. Well, we were fr- you know because we, we were, were friends. friends. We were both married, but we were friends. We never crossed those you know lines or anything. Yeah, like when you're, but, or anything. but when you're single, you're like, hey, but, I like, I like it. it. Yeah, yeah. Like a was, year and a half, he stuck well, in that Well, well, you, you could tell that zone. story of. Uh, how that happened because it's actually pretty funny well we're pastoring together we're chilling together we're hanging out together um and then i mean we he would be like hey candy let's go to breakfast let's go here let's go there and i, I was like hey dude i'm like broken like i'm jacked up right now um uh, because Sounds like me <laughs> yeah because uh my ex-husband had done some foul stuff i ain't gonna go into detail for the protection of my family but he did some foul stuff that messed with me that I was like, how did I not see this? Wow. How did I not see this? I was so freaking broken. Yeah. And um, we would we would go out to eat. We would talk about the church. It was all about my father's business, which that's what that's it's the motto. Church. It's like all about church. I'm ab- I'm about my father's business, and that's all I did was like, how are we gonna help people as I'm being healed? And I told them, you know what, dude, I'm broken, because I, I mean we would hang out a lot. So I said, oh, I don't know. Now I'm like. I think like five inches taller than him. Yeah. Okay. So that was like a barrier that I would think like, nah, I, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I have to ask him. I have to ask him. So we were talking, and sometimes we were talking till late. Like it was getting, it, yeah. it was getting late, and Texting I was like, or, or just talking, just on the phone, oh, talking. Who does so? Who old doesn't people? do that? Old people. I want that. I, I want we that. We were talking. So one day we were talking and it was like, dang, we set up late. And I said, okay, I got to go. I got to go to work. Hung up. Next day we're talking again at like 8. He called me. Hey, how's your day? What's going on? We're talking. Then I noticed it's like almost 2 in the morning. I'm like, hey, dude, I got to get I gotta get to work. So hung up. Ah, the, I was working the magic. Yeah, he was working the magic. That's how, that's how the Martinez does, dude. What? <laughs> Now it's coming out, huh? That's how we do, man. Oh, man. The guys know how to got know how to pull them in. Yeah. He got me. Got so it. I um, finally, it was like, I was like, all week we've been talking till late. So it was like late. And I don't know. I was falling asleep. And out of nowhere, I was like, hey, dude, what's God showing you? What's up with me and you? Just like that. Just like that. She said that. Oh, you said it to her. And then I said... Don't BS me. No, she didn't say BS. She said, don't bullshit me. That's what she says to you. Well, this is Radar. This is not PG-13 podcast. I literally said that. And so, because I was like, what's up? What's going on? Okay. Now, what I thought was going to come out of his mouth was that God was working because we were going to go on missions. I had a dream that we were in Africa, me and him. So I had a dream that we were in Africa and actually that someone was trying to kill us in Africa. And I 
I looked at him and we were like hiding in this grass, you know, this tall grass. You know, in Africa, that yellow grass where like lions are? Like the savannah. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were at. That's where we were at in the dream. So we were hiding and then I'm like, dude, we're gonna die. But I said, if we die for the gospel, we're good. To be absent of the body is to be present with the Lord. Ooh. And I said, and if we don't, we'll still win-win because we'll talk about the goodness of God, right? So I said, it's a win-win. And in that, we, he grabbed my hand and we ran. And all I remember is bullet shooting. Boom, 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 boom. So, and we, I woke up. Literally thought when I asked him, hey, what's up? What is God showing you? I thought he was going to say, um, we're going to go to missions together. But nope, I'm going to hand it over to him. This is what he said to me. I can't remember exactly what I said, but I don't know. You, you tell me because I can't remember. I don't have a great memory. Well, you told me yeah. that on a prayer night. Oh, yeah. So on a prayer night, I was like. You're uh, like, hey, you remember the prayer night? Yeah. I was like, you remember the prayer night? Like, prayer dude, night. like I felt like, man, I, I was just able to look at you with uh, <laughs> with, with different eyes, you know. <laughs> and uh, But it was a consecutive one. So we were at, we'd have like prayer group on like was, Tuesdays. It was two Wednesday. It was in, oh, it was Wednesday. Uh huh. It was uh, two Wednesdays. Um, and I knew what he was talking about. He's like, dude, I was done praying, and then out of nowhere, you come out, and I was like, yeah. And God, spoke, uh, God was like, yeah. Look at her. That's her. And I was able to see you with different eyes. It's like the next week came up again. And he said that it happened again. Yeah, because mind you, I had issues too. Because she's taller than me. Like I, I'm five four. You know yeah, hey, hey, it's okay, Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's okay. But, yeah, right, right. But I still, I still <laughs> had, I still had issues, and then I was like, Nah, man. Like I'm in, I'm in the friend zone, dude. Like there's no, no way, no. no way. So I just went out on the limb. You Martinez know? dig deep, baby. <laughs> Come on, I'm not giving none. I just went out <laughs> on the limb, and what exactly did I tell you? Yeah, like well, um, you know. Now, now, mind you, let me build it. Oh. She was my good friend, dude. Uh-huh. She was my good friend. So imagine telling like your good best friend girl that you got feelings for. Right? Afraid like she might reject you or I hate that. Or oh. e- rejection or um which which you know, she just didn't see you like that. So anyways, go ahead. Yeah, because you know what? When, if I was like that, it was like, I wouldn't want her to ask me first. Because I don't right. want to tell her. It's like, nah, I'm not feeling you. Yeah. Tell me. I want yeah. I want to know from yeah. her first. Yeah. I would have been like that. He would have been waiting forever. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I would have yeah. never crossed that line with him. Really? Uh-uh. So what, what, so what so, made you be so, like? So go ahead. So when he told me that, he's like, hey, Candy, while, you know, when we were praying, you know, God showed me like, you're... you're you're the perfect wife like you're you're the perfect oh, wow. woman of god like you're wifey material you're a pastor wife material and i was you're like pastor's right. wife material. yeah that's what he told me he's all like so i'm just saying you know i don't know what you think and he's he was so nervous he's like um, um you know i'm not saying that you know you 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 know whatever you want to do like um just like and i was like dead silent Cause I was, I didn't even know. I was like, "What?" I just expressed this, dude, and it was dead silence. And that silence seemed like it was forever. Like three minutes? No, no, it wasn't. It, it was wasn't probably long. like two minutes. Maybe. Cause you put her on silent. the spot and like, wait, what do I say? What do I really think about this? So all Steven, I could you're say. Steven, on my side. I know, but I'm hearing both sides. I'm equal. I'm an equal guy. I'm, equal I'm guy. like the Mexican Dr. Phil. I'm gonna hear both sides. <laughs> catch me, call if you catch me, dude. Whatever, that girl. Right, right. <laughs> So I was like, um, all right, uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. 
and hung up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's not good. No. Oh my God. What happened after that? Okay, so in the morning I felt really bad. I woke up, showered, and in the shower I was like, oh, that was messed up. Aww. Poor Mario. Like, cause I've I've always had his back since I've met him. I've always had his back. Prayed for him. Been been there for him. Like, we're you know, friends. we're really good friends. So I was like, hey, that was that was not cool. So to me, what was the first? I'm very blunt. So I was just like, I texted him back. I said, hey, dude, um, just want to let you know, if God shows me to, I'll marry you. Exactly, Stephen. That's exact. I was like, "Hey, I wasn't talking about marriage. I was just like, hey, we're having a conversation. Coming, she was in it. Like, what's yeah. up, man? Yeah. I don't play. Just I don't like play. That. She's hey. like, hey, hey. Man, she knows what's up. Seriously. See, how come I can't get a girl like that, man? Just tell me straight up. Yeah. Like, look, it was a hard fight. She wasn't being around the bush. She was like, yep. this is how it is. Take it or leave it. So that's why I tell people if she asked me to marry her. She asked you. No, because she's like, <laughs> I was gonna say, this is the one for the guys. <laughs> no, I say that because she said, hey, I'll marry you. I'm like, no. Well, no. I said, if God shows me, then I'll marry you, you know? But God has to show me first. Like, I got to see it because yeah. I didn't see him with those eyes. And it took uh -huh. a while. It took a long, it took a, it took a while. We were, I think because first. A couple of months. Yeah, we were, we were broken. So yeah. God was dealing with each one of us on a, well, on a separate level. I was, I was married for 23 years, you know, and then just coming out of that, she had been married. I only, so, met, I only met your ex-wife one time. Yeah, yeah. That was, oh, I don't want to bring it up. It was, we're, we're in Modesto. I didn't, I, you yeah. know what? I didn't even know who you were because I, I haven't seen you forever. Yeah, yeah. We were playing basketball. Oh, yeah. Remember, remember a long that. time ago? Yeah, yeah. And it's like. I don't so, Tony's house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, no way. But that was a long time ago. I was yeah. like, what, 17, 16? Yeah, because Eastside was... Oh, no, actually, Eastside wasn't born yet. Yeah. He wasn't born yet. Yeah, because Johnny was like, you know who that was? Like, hell no. That's Mario. What the fuck? <laughs> he got bigger than me. Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. I didn't even know. So that's only the one time I met her. Yeah. Yeah, but life goes on, you know? Yeah. 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 But, but after, yeah. like, with with you, with, with your divorce and divorce and meeting together then you're like okay i think mario's the one i'm gonna give him a chance yeah yeah i said you know what and not only that because i started to see um i i seen he had good qualities he's a good man so but i just was like you know i don't know you know i i don't want to cross that line and and it really had to be a god thing i was constantly praying like god show me if it's if it's okay because i've done too many things on my own and every time i do things on my own i get myself in trouble I get myself in trouble. I pick somebody. I say, that's it. I went back to my ex, married him again. Um, oh, so, wow. yeah, that's who I left. We we had um, two children together. I, I mean, I've been married. I'm like a Samaritan woman. been married five times, living all just all over the place, right? Yeah. Before I came to Christ. So, um, I went back to him because we had a child. She was 10 years old and she passed away. So, Ugh. yeah, and it was unexpected. So she was just, one day she was sick, like with flu symptoms, and then the, went to the pediatrician, and then the next morning she didn't wake up. What so, year was this? Because I think there was a flu like, epidemic where people were just dying left and right. 2014. Oh, okay. So she passed in 2014, and then we still had one son together. Now he he I was married with him I was married to him like almost I believe it was ten or eleven years. We divorced and we were divorced for four years. So when the the baby died, I said baby. She was ten, which is my baby. 
when she when she died, you know, everything just stopped for me. And I had to really evaluate my life. Um, I had came to Christ about a year and a half. You were still mourning. I was mourning. I thought it was the right thing to do to let him back into the house. Gotcha. And make it right. Like, let's put our family together. Let him in. This is the worst thing I could ever do. The worst thing that I could do. And so, um, you know, he, he left. And I just, and like I said, you know, not talk about what he did, but it, it messed with me so much because it was like, you weren't even in my life. I had already let you go four years ago. I had let you go because you were toxic before. I let you back into my life. I'm not saying that I wasn't toxic. Like, I was, was just still the same, you're still the same stuff. Still same person. Just, just like put a little makeup on. It looked better. It looked better, but it was still the same. It was still the same person. Damn. So comes in, wrecks me. So I'm at this place where I'm like, I don't even trust my own feelings. So I don't want to go in it, into it with him. And and then I thought in my my I'll mess him up because I'm so jacked up. Because you still have a wall still. Yep. And if he's trying to have feelings for you and you have your wall up, it's like, can you put that wall a little bit more down so I can jump oh, the wall? Dude, yeah. I had to jump so many walls. It's not funny. How long? It's not. It wasn't funny. Even I would just I just look at her. You know, sometimes you just admire your girl. Yeah. You know, and I would just look at her and I'd be like. Like, she's a good person, you know. And she'd be like, "Why are you looking at me? What? 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 What do you want?" What? So Bakersfield. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know, I know, I know, right? I know. Like, what? What are you looking at? What yeah, do you want? just like that. Like she wanted to fight. Yeah. I was like, Damn. Dude, I'm just looking at you, man. Hey, but, let it go, man. I, <laughs> I let go. I let go. I know, I know. But, <laughs> and, and I don't say that to throw shade on her. No, no, no. We no. both had walls. Oh yeah. Right? I mean, I was married 23 years, man. Yeah. Even out of a. A relationship so I had walls she had walls the the important thing was is that we started recognizing those walls and allowing healing to happen for those to come down because uh-huh. if not then it wouldn't have worked out so September 1st we'll be married two years going on our third yeah so yeah yeah I think too for him like it was he was always waiting for me to disappoint him or to do something like he was waiting for me to fail like oh. didn't know what loyalty was right yeah it was it was rough. so then finally you know it was like it's almost like in the relationship you guys were both walking on eggshells mm-hmm. yeah. oh i hate yeah. those i hate those yeah i'd be like because you can't be yourself dude. like if if you say something she might be sensitive like oh you're picking a bone yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. oh i i get it i totally well, get it. It, it it's like if you if you have a wound right yeah and and she says something, it, because you're wounded in that area, it touches it. So you're going to get triggered, mm-hmm. you know? So It like just scabs that you're pulling off the scab yeah. because you never healed from there. Or you didn't heal correctly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know what the... It's like, I don't like bringing her up. It sounds like me and my ex. Uh, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm healed. But yeah, but... The wound is open. It's not stitched up. It's yeah. not. You can put a bandaid on it, but it's not yeah. healed up. Exactly. Yeah. Or it could exactly. even heal incorrect. So think about. It. I don't know if you've ever broken a bone or a finger. Yeah. I broke my collarbone. I was bombing a hill in Big Bear when I was a kid. Uh huh. Right. Landed on my collarbone, broke it because I didn't get the proper treatment. It didn't heal right. So a lot of us were walking around mm-hmm. healed crooked. They're, they're you're healed, but inside you're broken still. It, it, yeah. it's, it's healed crooked. Huh. 
Okay. You understand? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So 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 those are the important things because it healed crooked. Then I can't use it properly. That feeling that you have could be healed crooked, and so your perception is crooked. You understand? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think that too. Once you know the healing came, I figured that one I wasn't gonna just heal by dealing with my ex. I have to take it all the way back to what I even thought about ch- men, you know, and it goes back to my childhood. Mm. So I never had a father in my life. He was here and there. He had different women. He would come in, give a hundred dollars here and there. So because I, there was an absence of a man, I never knew what a man was. Always picking the wrong man, picking the man that was going to hurt me, abuse me, cheat on me, do all those things, right? Because it was what I knew to be normal. And what you saw. What I saw. Well, because it's familiar to you. It's familiar. So no matter good or bad, you're going to be attracted to what's familiar to you. Mm -hmm. And, And for women out there, you need to know the reason why you keep on choosing these bad men it's like oh no why well, i like these bad guys nah it's because something's wrong with you you're broken from your childhood you never had a man in your life so now you're gonna lay up under anybody that'll give you attention and then you end up with a beast and then you're all like well why doesn't he love because you keep on choosing the right type of that wrong type of man yeah and it's no difference with dudes same We're, thing. Yeah, same thing. You're, you're going to pick somebody who's familiar, no matter good or bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, think back in your life. Look at the people that you dated or that you were with. A lot of them have the same type of attributes because mm-hmm. that's what you're used to. Instead of saying, nah, I'm not going to... Uh, this is the kind of person that I need in my life. And vice versa. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it's not just a one-way street. It's what do you need and, and what does she need? And that's why I think it's taken time. You know, mm-hmm. we're in our second, oh, going into our third year of marriage, and it's going, it's going good. Do we argue? Yeah, we argue, but it's not like devastating stuff. Like, well, I'm leaving you, or blah blah blah. Do we argue? Yeah. You think in a way that is good. That's something that you, that's good that you bring up. Yeah. When it comes to relationships, when a person or he or she be like says something it's like you know what if you don't like it get out just easily yeah. like because yeah, yeah. is that more being like a quitter she's giving up here she's giving up or no i think they use that very loosely yeah so i told him don't play with me like that because you will leave i don't i don't like playing like i'm gonna leave i'm gonna come back or just get up and leave because the day that I ta- yeah the day that i tell you to leave you're getting all your stuff and you're really leaving like we're getting a divorce I don't play with that. And I think that too many people play with that. That's why um, you you can't... To me, that was like... When I say that it's like, I'm going to be done and you're going to leave, I played that game. And so I would, I would never told them to leave. I'd be like, no, come, come back, back. No. So they would... It was them playing the game of, oh, I'll just leave you and get their stuff and, and leave. You because know? they would test you. They were testing me. And so, I, because when I was going to say, like, it's done, I want you to leave, that's because I'm done with you. I've completely shut you out, disconnected. I want nothing to do with you. So then I'll tell you, you can leave now. So I, I don't like playing that. I think a lot of couples do play with that, but they shouldn't because when you're really done, then they don't want to leave because you played with that so much. They don't, they don't, they're not going to leave because you played with it. Mm-hmm. Like, and there may come a time where you're completely cut off. You're, you cannot stand this person. It's such a toxic relationship. Yeah. And one of you do have to leave each other Ugh. instead of being in the cycle of freaking abuse. 
when you, know? when you get out of a relationship like that, how do you deal with it? Like, oh. we move on slowly, day by day, you know? Counseling. A lot Look, of counseling. A lot is that, of people don't do counseling. A lot of people frown upon that. Is You're that right? mean? Why is that? A lot of right? people frown upon like, no, I don't need it. I thought in a way, oh, I don't need it. But I think in a way, maybe I do need it. Yeah, maybe do. like, like to me, I think counseling is my podcast. Yep. Or like, you know, it could be a type of thing, but... Let's see, like, counseling is more like weakness. Because yeah. you know how, like, us Mexicans, you know, we have her so high strong. We're like, nah, fuck that. I don't need that yeah. shit. Yeah. We're so like that. Yeah. But, oh, we, that, because if, if we get into counseling, people will see us as weakness. Yeah. Oh, oh, those are weak Mexicans. They break easy. Yeah. yeah I, but the reality is we do break easy because we don't have counseling. We don't see other perspective. It ain't just about Mexicans and it's not just the hood. It's other places. That's oh, yeah. why people that have counseling and, and see other people's perspective could see other. The world is not just the United States either. But we live in this little world of I'm not going to get no counseling because maybe I'm soft or maybe this. And then so you're going to live in your dysfunction. Who are you going to talk to? Your girlfriend that had, like, five baby daddies, too? Like, or who are you going to talk to? Your mama, who had five baby daddies, too? Can't get mm. her life ready? She used to beat you every time she was mad? What? what who are you going to go to? Go to somebody that actually got a degree and some kind of education. I'm not going to go to a, a social worker to get a, you know, I broke my finger, so I'm going to go to a social worker to fix my finger. I'm going to go to orthopedic surgeon, right? So go to oh, the yeah. people that have studied this, study psychology. Your brain is just like everybody else's brain. I don't know why we're so proud to get some help when we need it. And that's why we're so broken because our, our families, really to tell you the truth, I love our Mexican heritage, but you know what? We've made abuse normal. That's what we were talking about, the trials of Gabriel um, Fernandez. That, we, that was a sad documentary, man. How many of us haven't been beaten? beat like that we haven't got to the torture part we haven't got the to that type of abuse but how many of us have gotten beaten pretty bad by our parents i even look at how i used locked to, in the closet right and they would call and they would persuade the social worker like no this but why would he leave a letter why would he give this to me for? yeah so what happened is abuse hurt people hurt people so i'm not giving them excuses at all because man they're beyond evil but something happened to them too. Most likely they got beaten like that, you know, too. Probably not to the extreme. They went to the extreme. But we need help, dude. We need to get counseling. We need mental health. We need someone to vent to. You can't vent the same way to somebody that's invested in you. Then you can go and vent to somebody that has no ties to you. Mm. I can go to somebody, to a counselor, and tell her everything. Talk smack about Mario if I want to. There's no ties there, right? But if I would tell that tomorrow, what would happen? It would be bad. Yeah, it would like, hurt Why him. are you talking bad about me? Yeah. And but, it could be a but, moment but, of venting. Because in a way, it's like you're doing that, but it's like you're in the last chance where I gave my all tomorrow, but he's not listening to me. Exactly. So what am I going to do? if I have to, I, Who am I going to vent to? I, I get it. Because that's how my ex was like. I told her one time, like, why are you talking shit about me, dude? And it's like, well, I have no one to turn to. It's like, yeah, but the way how you are, it's like, I, I want to believe you. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But it's, I, I get it. I totally get it. It's not good to go to family because your family will, like if I go to my family, like when, because our first year was rough. Don't get it right. Like our first year was rough. We were trying to figure out each other. I had to figure out he's not none of my exes and I'm not his ex. Oh. So it was rough. I'm not going to go to my family and tell them what's going on at home because my family will love me unconditionally, but they're going to hate him. 
so we, yeah so we need some oh, yeah. counseling we need somebody that's outside that's not biased you know we need some counseling and i i, I really feel like that us as um you know latinos we don't we don't get enough counseling we don't get enough counsel we should be man well, we should I, I think a lot of people they'll, they'll work on their body right? yeah they'll mm-hmm. work out mm-hmm. They'll work on a lot of different things. Their career. They'll work on being sucios. Sucios. That's the truth. How many of us will work on our our mental, on our soul, on our perspective? That's of a good life? point. Mm-hmm. You That's know a good what I'm point. saying? And, and being active, being active about doing that, being intentional about doing that. And you know, Candy knows. I go to, uh, you know, I, I'm going to school to be uh, be a chaplain, and we have five hours of psychotherapy every week that we have to go through. Self-reflection. Why do we look at life the way we do? Why do we do the things we do? Why do we ask the questions that we ask? Why do we say what we say? Because there's a meaning behind everything that we say. Uh-huh. Everything. And so as I've been going, dude, I just, I've been able to see like, where does that come from? why do I act the way I act or see the way I do and to be able to recognize it and then to change it to, to actively change it and be like that's not a good way that's not a good way that I parent or that's not a good way that why is it if, if Candy asks me a question why do I get defensive real quick right because because whatever happened with you and your ex right or either that or childhood Ooh. when it, you know, I grew up. Oh, yeah. If you did not have the right answer, you're gonna pay for it. Ooh. So when Damn. somebody asks you a question, when somebody would ask me a question, I get defensive. Mm-hmm. That's I get, was, ang- yeah. I get anxious. I would be like that too. I get anxious because I'm like, are they asking me to hurt me, or are they asking me because they really want to know? You see what I'm saying? I totally get it. Like they're asking you if they're gonna hurt you, asking you, they're curious, asking me like. What's your intentions? Why do right, you want to know about that? Yeah. And all this, why do you want to know about a certain matter? What is that? What are you going to get out of it? Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And all I was doing was asking him how his day was. What? What did you? Something what did you have? That. What you have planned today? What you have planned today? Why? Why, why Candy? You, why? why what do you that? need me to do? I don't need you to do. And then I'm like super independent. Fool! I don't need you to do nothing. Bad <laughs> <know>? fool. <laughs> And then we would he'd be like, "Don't disrespect me," and it'd go back and yeah, forth to a big old. Yeah, likes to be talked to like that. He would, bit, right? but Ooh. he would snap, you know. Yeah. So I, it would put me in a. Well, I don't need nothing from you. What are you talking? And it was just we were fighting dumb fights. I like her. She has that biggest full kind of like that hustle talk, like yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's oh, up? I like yeah. that. Definitely. She's and like it, a, she's like a true alpha. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I needed because I'm an alpha. I'm sure. How, how does that work out? Two alphas together. Like uh, we, we uh, okay. So, for instance, and for our listeners, let's just say this cup right here yeah. is the problem. We we focus on the problem, which is the cup. Before mm-hmm. we would focus on each other. Who was stronger? Who's gonna uh, who, Who's gonna win? Who, who has the best idea, or who's right? Who's stubborn? Who's the most stubborn? Right? So that instead is, of focusing yeah. on this, which is the problem, we used to focus on each other. Now, now, we, we, attack. now we attack this. We both attack the problem. Huh. We're, we're, we're alphas. We demolish right. every problem that comes <laughs> because we both attack it instead at different ways. Other. And we look at our different our strengths. My strengths are not his. They're and his bu- weaknesses. Yeah, and vice versa. And his strengths are my weakness. 
So instead of attacking what I don't like in him, I use it because I don't have that. That's his strength. I don't like it because we tend to go to people that are more like us. Birds of a feather flock together. So we're learning how to use our opposites, our, our incompatibilities to actually to, to triumph. So when we're all like, where are we going? We're going, we're gonna, we're gonna take this over. We're gonna take this, you know, we're gonna take this on. Um, we look at it like, let's take this territory. Yeah. Because together yeah. we can take this territory. If not, we're fighting against each other. Uh, it's like the movie Step Brothers, Prestige Worldwide. Hey! Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Boats and hoes, right? <laughs> but, uh, but, and, and that's the thing is, the first year we would attack each other. Yeah. Because you got two alpha males. Yeah. Like, number one, you ain't gonna talk to me like that, fool. I'm a man, dude. Right, and then I would use her past against her. All those other fools, they were men. See, the issue is you're not used to my voice because I'm a man. Mm-hmm. You've never had one of these. See how it could turn to attacking that person mm-hmm. instead of now nah, we're both the alphas. Let's get this podcast and destroy it together. Yeah. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? I totally get it. Yeah. This is a good fucking episode. Sorry for my language. This no, no. But this is a really good episode because it makes me, me as Mega Man, as C. Martinez, want to yeah. understand your wife, Candy. Because yeah, yeah. I see her in pictures. I see sometimes on Facebook. But yeah. I want to see her in person. I want to feel her. Because I feel an energy. You go by energy, right? Yeah. So I feel like a good positive energy around. And, and it's like, man, it's like, okay, it's not bad. It's it, not- definitely, definitely a strong woman. And I needed that. Who, if who I doesn't? That's what I felt like I needed if, too. If I didn't have you got, that, you got a sister. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I do uh, actually. My daddy has like seven baby mamas, and I have like ten brothers and sisters uh, all uh, around the world. Uh, I could pull a sister for you though. She just might need a little work. She might need a little work. We'll break her in. We'll break her in. <laughs> we'll break her in. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, we we use it together. You know, before it was not focusing on on the problem we would focus on each other you know it's like oh man like because her she's really let's attack this now and i'm sort of like i'm gonna attack it but i'm gonna check it out first and then i'll attack it right alongside with you i'm gonna look for a better angle to attack it she's like she'll just pounce on it yeah so what happened was there's been times that I've just jumped in. I got myself in trouble, you know? So him being cautious helps, but his cautiousness, he would never jump. He never yeah. pulls the trigger. And I'll nah. be like, nah, you're taking too long. Trigger's gonna get pulled, yeah. you She'll know? pull the trigger. I'll pull so the trigger. I'll be like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Like so, the timing was right for her. It's like, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Are you waiting for Mario? Come uh-huh. on. Let's yeah. go. Let's we gotta go. get this shit. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Right? It's oh. almost like- He's like, okay. Yeah, it, it's like, she tells me, she's like, you're like, like an attorney like you have mm-hmm. to be talked into you got to be talked into you like you i need to bring evidence in order for you to jump i'm like as soon as i have the evidence i'll jump but before that i am jumping so before that would get on my nerves yeah because you don't want to jump to conclusions no nah, and i would have to get research before i brought something to the table ah. but he made me I, I have to get evidence so i bring anytime i'm gonna bring something to the table and i want to win because i like to win so if i want to win it, man. Right? So, uh, so if i want to win and i'm gonna have to bring evidence so if i can't get evidence I need to leave that because that's just going to be an opinion. I need to bring facts to him. And so those are my battles. If I'm like, nah, I got evidence on this one. I'll bring it. I'll bring it. I'll, br- I'll 
pull up articles, nurse articles, psychotherapy articles, and I'll be like, bam, 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 here's the evidence. Damn. And then he'll be like, yeah. okay, I'll yeah. Do your homework, man. Mm -hmm. that just to win an argument, argument with him. No. Yeah. I, just were, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's argument. That's business plan. That's family plans. That's family decisions. Do you... you I yeah. bring evidence. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, bring I was like, evidence. hey, I don't know. Do the evidence. Let me see how Megan Man's podcast is all about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not like that. No, no, I don't no. like his memes. Yeah. <laughs> Who no. does it? Yeah. So it's a. Uh, I mean, it, it's been challenging, but it's working for us. You know, we're not saying. I, I I really believe too is like we're incompatible in so so many ways. Not just in body height or structure. You know, like she grew up freaking bicep. Mm -hmm. I grew up Chicano. You know. Yeah. She grew. Up um, um, you know, in the hood, and yeah, in at different times in different places. But that later on in life, I grew up in Montana. You know, the second part of my life, fast yeah. life and slow life. Yeah, you yeah. guys grew up uh, more with Chicanos. I didn't. I yeah. grew up more with Black people. So then you got Paisa. My family is the one that's listening to the music. You know, all night. Straight banda. And us Chicanos that's are like, dude, turn that crap off. Right. Like, what the heck? Put some war on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put some lowrider. Yeah, yeah, nah, that's not. Yeah, I mean, we would listen to it too, but we were listening to banda, and we grew up in the black community. You lived in so, all Bakersfield all your life, huh? All my life. So that's like Central Valley, not in Central Valley, but more like. Yeah. Is it still kind of like? Is it yeah, still kind of like so, Central? Well, like, so, like Southern yeah. Cal in a way. I mean, it's still it's, Central Valley. It's still Central Valley, but when it's when it's split up north and south, it's considered south. So you're not NorCal, like Hella or Hecka uh -uh. or no. Dude. No, I think Delano <laughs> is considered north. That, it's just Delano. I think I have family in my mom's side from uh, McFarland. Oh, yeah, right, yeah right. I, I heard you mention that. McFarland and Hanford. Yeah. A lot yeah. of like, wow, I got a lot of cousins in Hanford? Yeah, Man. McFarland's just a little farming community mm -hmm. and, and yeah. I went there and I was done with this. Like, oh, McFarland, the track, okay, why? Yeah. It was it's small. Very small. There's no bus or anything like nothing. Yeah, you're you're stuck out there. You ever yeah. make it work. But everybody kinda knows each other, so it's kinda cool there. You know, I don't live there, but I'm just saying that people people it's like it because they just know the community, you know? It's a little community. I I remember going to Bakersfield because my mom at the time we would take the bus from uh, LA yeah. and the, the Amtrak train. I used to love the track. He's like, oh, the first thing we do, we go to Bakersfield. And we see, we go up the hill, we see the lights of Bakersfield. Like, oh, it's Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like, and we get off the certain the certain street. Yeah. Uh, when you got the freeway, it's a hotel. It's like, oh, we get off that hotel. That's where we're going. We're almost going. We're going to Amtrak station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, we my. would. Uh, actually, we still go to Modesto on Amtrak. Yeah. And Johnny picks us up in Modesto. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, from the Amtrak station. Oh my so. God! Better than driving. We still, Better than driving. Yeah, we can sit there. It, we can do our work. It's quick. Can, you have a plug-in charger. Yeah, yeah. You can do whatever you want. Johnny is a, as a taxi. It's okay. Yeah. He's your Uber. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's free. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, so it all works out. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, so you uh, being are you both pastors at, at the New Life Church? Yeah. yeah. He's he's actually um, got his license in pastor. Yeah. Okay. I, ha I haven't got my license through Foursquare yet. Uh huh. In the works, but I mean, I'll you know. I'll, I'll pursue that. Yeah. Um, but I'm like going to school. I'm a nurse. It's just I have a family. There's a lot going on. So when they 
um, this summer yeah after this, you're done with this summer after I'm done with school I'll start to um, look at that because it's just not you go and then you're like oh you could be a pastor like you gotta go through all these steps classes, do a lot of classes background check yeah, so financial me. background check they do, go before um, a board yeah they ask you questions. questions like it ain't just like people are like oh you, you, you know anybody no. could be a pastor anybody cannot be a pastor first of all you can get your license and still not be a pastor because a pastor is one that leads people not everybody knows how to lead. Everybody wants to act like they lead, but they don't. They don't know how to lead. They don't want to deal with pressure. Yeah, you have You have to deal with a lot of stuff when you lead people, and you got to make sure you're leading them right, because you have to be held accountable before God. Wow. If not yeah. sit down, man. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, we're. Uh, what else? We're doing that. Um, actually, um, I I do speaking engagements around. Um, around Bakersfield yeah, yeah. Uh, I've done for different churches um, I, I'm looking that there's not a lot of Latina preachers yeah uh, there are some um, but I, not in my area I don't I don't really see many Latina uh, speakers in my area so I'm brushing up too on I know how to speak Spanish uh, pretty much write it speak it read it uh, but when you're preaching and giving the Word of God like that's a whole nother level right so i'm brushing up on that i'm i got my spanish bible i'm really really praying that god leads me there because i think that the spanish community uh you know needs needs a candy in the neighborhood you know need to hear a candy yeah. in the neighborhood because a lot of our people as you know they can't they have uh, Catholic roots, and not that that's a bad thing. It's a, it's a hard, it's a hard transition. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is. And so, yeah, to have somebody thing. who looks like them, sounds like them, uh, same belief systems, mm-hmm. you know, it'll it'll be a breath of fresh air. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, not, there there are some Latina preachers out there or pastors out there, but unfortunately, a lot of them are very religious, which yeah. which means like. You know, the, you have to do this, that, and the other. You have to dress like this, and you can't, you know, just all these, basically what you can't do instead of what you can do. Yeah. So, if you're focused so much on what you can't do, then you ain't doing nothing. And not so, only that, it's so, going to suck. Who wants yeah, to do that? it's like yeah. so, many, so many, and it's not like, it, there has to be a balance, right? There has to be a balance, but I, I think that's why Jesus came for us. If you could do it on your own, then you would have been able to do it on your own. There's a reason why he came to die for us, because we can't do it on our own we're messed up broken people that are just trying here for a purpose so instead of focusing on what you're not supposed to do how about you focus on what you came here to do mm. why are you why do you still got breath why do you still got life there is a purpose that you're supposed to fulfill but you know what not everybody is going to find their purpose because they're so caught up in whatever has their their mind right so it's like you came here for a purpose your life is but a vapor you're here one day you're gone the next i found that out with my daughter you know five years ago she was running around um you know in the kid in the living room singing do you want to build a snowman to two days later she's gone she had a cardiac arrest because she had flu symptoms and and um, stomach flu symptoms and she was just gone so at that time i said you know what um grief is is horrible grief is horrible but it's better to go through grief than not to go through it. It's gonna kill you at the end if you don't go through it. Mm. Going through grief, I started to look, I had a choice, I either wanted to live or die. And I'm not saying die like a physical death because you can have a spiritual death and just exist and not live. I yeah. chose life, I'm gonna live. That means that Lord, I want everything that I ha- that you have for me. 
I want to find my purpose. What is my purpose? I, I'm a nurse, so I was doing well financially already, but that wasn't my purpose. I knew that that wasn't just it. I want to. I want everything that He has for me. I want to live. You know, I don't just want to exist. I want to live. That's deep. Yeah. That's that's just something where you just you, you go through all that stuff in life, and now you're at, like you're looking back then, and now you're at now. It's like you're in a, you're in a better place. Yeah. And it's good and now together and stuff with the church and everything now with you i want to focus on kenny for a little bit mario um with you being a speaker with women and stuff like that what do you want to shed light with women on on what you speak and all that stuff i think as women we have a voice and and for years the voice has been shut down so what happened was we uproared and we became almost feminist and with the extreme opposite yeah we need men in our life we need good men in our life we need mighty men of valor in our life all this while i'm an independent woman and i'm a i used to be like that and i seen that that's not my place i need a good man and what happens is when we have that type of mentality i need to tell women you are killing your sons you are killing the men around you Mm. with that type of mentality There's a reason why God made it the way he made it. He made order for a reason. And so so it's not to to kill them. I I used to be like that. I'd be like, I don't need a man. And most of my life, I had a man next to me and he wasn't there. So I really didn't need him. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is that what happens is I just chose the wrong type of man. And and not only that, they needed work. Somewhere around, we're killing our men. We're killing our men. But like right now, we're killing. Right now, we're killing our men. Like with the whole men. Me Too and all that stuff. Everything, everything, we're killing them. It's like, can we find our voice and still uplift our men? Can we, can we empower our men? Because it's our sons. When you say men are this and that, you're talking about your sons. And then you're raising up these little punks that are, are dependent on a woman and not finding their own strength. Uh, damn. So it's like for me. Now you know why I picked her, huh? Yeah. So so it's like I looked at my boys and that mentality that I had, I was raising punks. I was raising punks that can't even live on their own. I don't want a 40-year-old in my house. Hell no. With his wife and his kids. I want to build a man, a mighty man that will stand on his own, protect his wife, and know how to protect them. So how do I have to do that? There was the the man failed because he don't even know who he is. So that doesn't mean that I gotta take the place of a man. I don't, I I told them before they used to say my mom was my father and my mother, right? I don't like them to say that because I said, I I can never be your father. I'm a female. I'm your mother. You know what they're saying now? They're calling calling them Mapa. I can't, I can't, I can't be there because I can, I can never show you what a man could show you. I can only show you what a woman shows you. Mm. I don't know how to be that hard person for you. Men are hard. They're rough. They'll come and tell you. Um, they'll come and tell the boy, "Hey, suck it up. Be a man." You know, they'll they'll do that. They'll they'll roughing you up. A woman's not gonna do that. I don't even like when you talk to my baby like that. Because my 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 job is to nurture you and care for you and care for you. That's a that's that's the job of a mother. Yeah. But when I gotta play two roles because the absence of a, a of a father in their life, I have to be hard and the nurturer. And that's not good, that wasn't good. And so for them, I had to tell them, even though I played those two parts, I, I can never be a man. I can never be a man. 
that mentality that I had before was killing men, including my son. It was okay to kill them. I was like, I don't care if we walk, you know. Why are you, you putting out Mario? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you know, me and I'll be like, I'll, I'll attack. But then when I looked at that, that's what God showed me. Uh-huh. He's like, now look at who's men. I was killing my own son. Ugh. Oh, man. This is deep. Yeah. This is super deep. Now, that's a perfect girl. Well, it's a perfect girl, Mario. We got to empower our men. I want to be on our good side. <laughs> yeah, we got to empower our men. Yeah. We got to tell them, like, hey, you know what? You you probably are not doing well. Get up. Get a job. I'm not going to support you. But I love you. I love you. And I'll help you up until here. I'm putting boundaries. Because right here, you're going to become a man. If your mama never made you a man, you're going to become a man in this relationship. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. Deep. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Candy knows what's up. I don't have to. I don't have to ask her. She knows what's up. She got her shit together. Yeah. It makes it more easy podcast for me. Yeah. You know. But it's good that you're telling me that you need a good woman like this in your life, yeah. and for you, you need a good man like this. So, like you said, you want to just conquer it together. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. makes it the best fit? Form like Voltron, dude. Like old school Voltron. You got to form say, together, dude. I was going to say Captain Planet. Let our uh, powers combine. Voltron. Uh, right. <laughs> Did yeah. you watch the English or the Spanish version? English. I watch yeah, the Spanish version. The Lions. The Lions one. I was like, what happens to the... What happens to the I always want to be the black one. Because you're <laughs> in the middle. Yeah. And so my mom's like, don't be the pink one. Or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Don't be the green, whatever. Sure. My mom got mad at me and threw away my Voltron. Oh, man. I was like... Classic. I was ass. I was like, you're an ass, man. <laughs> I used to play with that. You guys just show off. You know what you do? Your brother Steve used to get jealous. I used to hang it in the window. Oh, yeah. I, he, <laughs> I remember that. He was like, I'm on with two. Yeah, so we're almost getting to the end right now. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, about the Candy in the Neighborhood podcast. Yeah, yeah. So what's your podcast about? So we want to be talking about um, real life issues. Real life issues with the biblical answer. Because look, at this is at the end of the day. I found out that I don't got the answers and there's only one that got the answers. He's the creator of the heaven and the earth. He is the alpha and the omega. He's God almighty. Uh He has every answer that you need. So how do you raise your kids? The Bible. How do you, how do you, how do you be with your money? We have problems with, hey, Hispanic people, we got to come up because you know what? We're not doing right with our money. Stop. You, you got to change your mentality to have money. We're so busy trying to look like we got money and not really have money than actually having money. You know, I, I don't want to look like I got money. I want money in the bank. I want a stash in the bank. Mm. That way I don't, I want financial freedom. I don't care about that Louis Vuitton verse. I'll buy three Marco Purse before I buy uh, one Louis Vuitton. You're yeah. trying to look like you have money. You're trying to impress people. We need to change our mentality. But you want to know about your money situation? Go to the Bible. The Bible tells you what to do with your money. Your Bible tells you how to be with your your friends. Your Bible tells you how to be with your spouse. The Bible tells you how to be a man. The Bible tells you how to be a woman. It ta- he gave us a blueprint of life. So we, yeah, it's like GPS, man. And we try to do it our own way. So when you get tired of doing it your own way, I'm going to let you know. It's the book. Open up the book. The book is going to guide you. Not only that, it's him. So that's why I want to talk about real issues. I want to talk about real issues, real life issues. Not this, oh, you know, God bless, paz de Cristo. That that, that ain't real to me because real life is me at church and and a baby come in and the baby's all beat up and bitten on the cheek. 
and the mama is on meth and the daddy's on meth and me having to call the cops because I'm not letting this baby go and telling her you ain't taking this baby anywhere. That happened on our church, happened. dude, like last uh, month. Last month. So that's why this story about Gabriel uh, Fernandez, Fernandez, dude, dude I wouldn't have let that kid go out of my sight because it happened to me. I could tell you out of experience, not like when they when they brought that by that baby and I looked at the, he was two months. I told her you have two options. This is what I told the mom. I said you got two options. I take you to the hospital and we're, and, I, and I'm gonna report it because I'm a mandated reporter. Even if I wasn't a mandated reporter, I'm a human being. I could see that that kid got beat up. Two months years two old. Months two old months old baby, dude. His Black nose, eyes. she can't clean the blood out of his nose. He was bit on his cheek. His And I was like, uh-uh, this baby got beat up. A two-month-old baby. So I'm like, you you got two choices. I take you to the hospital to get make sure this baby is okay, or we're calling the cops. That's all. So at the church, it was like, dang, we're going to call the cops. It made a big old big old pantomina like the firefighters came the cops came everybody came and people were in church dude that baby was worth that that baby was worth that so when the firefighters came they said okay well she doesn't want to go to the hospital the the ambulance went away they were about to leave this is where the failed system that we're talking about i'm glad they made that documentary about gabriel fernandez because that's real life our system is failing us but then that's where the people rise up because the people people failed Gabriel Fernandez, not just the system, people did. Because there's people around in that neighborhood that seen that baby boy that and got beat up and they didn't do nothing. Not they even, didn't do nothing. Not even the lady, that the guy's boyfriend's girlfriend's sister. Nobody did nothing. And what happens is it says that if you see an injustice, the Bible says if you see an injustice, call it your own. So I'm not here to bad talk everybody that came in contact to that baby you know what you need to repent because you should have done something but move on live your life and you know what you might you might be able to make a difference somewhere else mm. for this baby we can't do nothing because he's already dead and 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 he he got beat to death and he's gone from this world and you know what he's in a better place with our father thank god god has him in his hands right in his glory but that is just a show to us that our system is failing us and we're not just gonna hey blame the finger on our system we need to blame the finger on us too because us as the people should report it you know when kids are getting beat you know when a kid got molested when a kid gets molested everybody wants to be hush hush because it's probably a family member or a friend uh -huh. that's not right then the kid doesn't have no voice and get grows up thinking that it's okay to be molested we need to report abuse so with this baby i, to I told the firefighter i said you guys are gonna leave I said, I'm gonna tell you this right now. If you guys leave and nobody comes for this baby, this baby's not coming back to church because they're gonna kill the baby. That's what, and he's seen in my face that I was like, you know what, I'm about to kidnap this baby and take him to the hospital myself. And I'll get social workers to get involved, CPS to get involved. So he's like, no, 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 it's okay. And he just asked me what was my name again. And he's like, no, calm down, Candy, it's okay. I said, I'm a nurse, I see this. This baby's not gonna get back. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's not gonna be okay had that feeling right so police came they made her take him to the baby to the to the hospital guess what cps was looking for her because someone had reported that the boyfriend because the boyfriend did that he bit her bit the baby on the cheek he had a big old bite mark oh. that he had threw the baby up in the air and let the baby fall on the floor so they cps was already looking for him so tell me what what happens if we that. wouldn't have got involved yeah people you don't want to get involved but you could save a life when you do and who cares i was like i said if this chick because they said she was mad and her baby daddy was mad i said let them roll through let them roll through i see yeah and, and it was only like 
by God's grace, I wasn't there. I was actually in preaching Modesto. up in Modesto because mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, let that dad show up. Yeah, I'm a minister of the gospel. Yeah. But I'm also a protector. Like a lot of people think that Christians are weak. You we know? ain't no weak punks. It, 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 it's, it's not easy. Mm-mm. It's not easy to live the kind of life that we do, you know? It's not easy to have self-control. Dude, if that, if that so-called dad would have walked on our campus, dude, and I was there, I'm an alpha male. Yeah, I, have kids, I have kids of my own. Yeah. I have yeah. grandkids of my own, dude. Somebody, some some person bites some a, a, a baby, a baby in the face, dude. Come on. Now. So that's the perception that Christians are weak. Let me tell you, there's a time for everything. There's a time to turn the cheek, and there's a time to fight. That's just it. So you have to know the differences. You have to have a discernment. And and I know that a lot of people know what we're supposed to be kind and turn the other cheek. Now the Ecclesiastes says there's a time for everything. That you have to fight, and especially when there's an injustice. And and kids do not have a voice right now in the United States. And I don't think that it's, I think it's a spiritual thing. It's trying to take out our, our next generation. That's why abortion, um, they don't have a voice. You could rape a kid and get a hand slap on the on your hand, but go, go, go rape somebody in a college that's in a wealthy college and see you get like 25. That's true. So yeah, that's some of what we talk about on Candy in the Neighborhood, you know? So no, but you're, you're on, on the Candy in the Neighborhood, you talk about just real, real situations. Real situations, whatever comes up just like this. Right. So we talk about real stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, if you want to hear their podcast, because you guys are going to redo the podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah we're uh, changing our logo, new videos, new episodes, and they're actually our new episodes. We have old episodes on there our new episodes are starting this summer Uh and we're on um spotify um apple and um and anchor podcast it's candy in the neighborhood c-a-n-d-y in the neighborhood and then they can catch me on ig it's candy julie zuniga and then mario is mario gomez Mm -hmm. on instagram we guys on follow on instagram yeah we're on instagram and we're gonna make a candy in the neighborhood page on instagram we're nice give me one let me know and i I can do all this stuff do you have any um we're almost getting to the end do you have any last words or anything for our audience you know to like and you know because when I put this episode out people are going to be like wow this is pretty deep yeah you know I think that find your purpose find your purpose you were were created for something okay Uh so like if you brought this pin and I never seen a pin in my life you would have to explain to me what it does what its function is because you're the creator I never knew what this is we're trying to find our purpose on our own Nobody knows our function and what we were created for except the Creator. And the only way you can find your purpose is by going to the Creator yourself and getting the answer. So go to the Creator. Find out why you're here. What is your purpose? So you can function. Gotcha. Gotcha. What about you, Mario? Me, man. I I tried a lot of things in life, you know. Um, And I've never found peace in, in life than I have now. Um, and just um, having that peace to know that God's with me no matter what what comes along in my life. And, you know, like I said, I, I searched for it through other things. Never found it. Now I now I have that peace. And it feels good. I used to suffer with anxiety, dude. Mm-hmm. I'd call my mom, like, crying, bawling. Is that, like, I'm going crazy, dude. Something's wrong with me, you know? Uh, and, uh, but now I have peace, man. And is my life perfect? No, it's not perfect, man. I struggle with life. Take one day at a time. One day at a time and, and just believe, man. 
So yeah. Yeah. Um, we're almost getting to that time now. Um, do you have any shout outs before? Yeah, yeah. I want to shout out, of course, to Mega Man, uh, yep. my cousin Steven. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you so much, dude. Yes. And, and uh, I know we'll. Uh, we, we need we, a part two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, But we, we just appreciate you. Yeah. Steven, we, you. I appreciate you and what you're doing and even giving us opportunity and just. Dude, your struggle in life, man. When I when I heard it again, uh, I I can remember I was pumping gas. I was getting ready to drop you off. We were listening to it together, me and Candy, and I was just like, man, this dude's doing it, and it inspired me, because I knew I wanted to do my own podcast, um, but I was like, nah, nah. And Candy's like, just do it, like, duh. but you inspired me, man. And so in the summertime, I'm launching my own, and and you know, it's and I like what you said when I told you. You encouraged me, and you're like, "There's room for all of us." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And because of that, I really believe that Mega Man, and you, and your ch- dude, anything you put your hands to, dude. I'm just trying to do whatever I can to help. Yeah. But I just want to say thank you for coming on the yeah, Mega Man's podcast. You. We're getting to the end. Yeah. Um, I really, I know you came all the way from Bakersfield and yeah. Long Beach. I'm so proud. Yeah. But like I said, we need a part two and all <laughs> yeah. that. But I just want to say Definitely. thank you again yeah. for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, subscribe to the Bacon Man's podcast. Please rate review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Find my podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Popping, the whole nine yards and everything. Other than that, Candy, Mario, thank you for coming on the Mega Man's thank podcast. You, man. thank, thank you. Oh, my God. I really appreciate it. We're out, guys. Later. Later. Later.